Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming up on TMS, Congressional Medal of Jesus. I've got COVID too and I feel fine. COVID zero. Holy Trinity of Hemsworth. There are two lines. Rashy in the wet. Johnson got fingered. Hot throbbing frog off. Teepee shenanigans. You get a pinky and you get a pinky. Get in a canoe and F the monarchy. Who would give Jim Henson one star? Show us on the puppet what you did in OnlyFans. Shenanigans with Amy. Hanging out with dingus his wife and wendy and more on this episode of the morning stream three tours in vietnam panama grenada desert storm three purple hearts two silver stars and the congressional medal of jesus this man is a hero this is my house great pair of nerd glasses in about an hour. This is The Morning Stream. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It's The Morning Stream for Thursday, September 15th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson, and that is Brian Ibbett. Good morning, Brian. Hey, now, everybody. Hey, now, everybody. Hey, now, everybody now. Now. Yep, that's how that song goes. That's uh, exactly right. Uh, hey, so it's halfway through the month, and that doesn't sit right with me. I don't like Right, that. already, right? It's the Ides. We always do this, right? The Ides of September. Yeah, it's just too weird, because I was uh, on the ship when the d- dates crossed over, and uh, that feels like two days ago. Oh, when so it, when, the month, when the month crossed over? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. I don't like that. No, sir, I don't. And you've been to two major cities since then. I have. And I remember saying before I went to those two major cities, I said, uh, on this very show, Scott, I yeah. said, uh, with all this travel, I'm pretty much just banking on the fact that I'm going to catch... COVID-19 finally during during these trips yeah. right like it, it, I'm just like I already resigned myself to the fact before I went to Vegas that yeah that these two trips I'm totally going to catch COVID-19 yeah and I'm happy to say that two and a half years into the pandemic <laughs> everybody I can finally say there are two lines yep you yeah. you did it. You caught it. I did it. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm out of the contest, Jerry. Uh, yeah. You just, uh, when did you you tested positive? Uh, tested po- positive yesterday, and so. Uh, but boo. Here's the thing. Uh, I was telling Scott. I feel like I have COVID zero. Yeah. Like it's it's basically no sugar COVID. Yeah. Uh, COVID light. Sense of smell 
fine. Sense of taste, you know, as fine as my taste has ever been. Sure. Uh, look at the shirt I'm wearing, if you have any doubt of that. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what else? Uh, sinus issues? No, not really. Headaches? Not so much. Sore throat? Yeah, a little bit last week. Like, I had a sore throat the night after Disneyland, which I attributed to running around completely soaked after Splash Mountain because they've they've adjusted something in that ride to yeah. where you just are, are taken over by an entire wall of water. Mm-hmm. Like you were just, you know, sure. so basically for the whole night, Tina were soaked. We even went and bought, um, cause both of our shorts just weren't drying out. Shirts were drying out, but, uh, uh, shorts weren't. So sure enough, we went to the star Wars store and I bought a Marvel pair of shorts and Tina bought a star Wars pair of shorts. Mm. So well done, Disney. You figured out how to, how to make sure that we buy your damn clothes is by making uh, <laughs> tuning, uh, splash mountain. It's good uh, that you get new shorts though. Cause you get rashy in the wet. If you don't, if you walk yeah. around all day, forget that. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. I was really worried about getting a yeast infection, but yeah, uh, you don't want to get yeasty. No, yeah. but, uh, um, had Brian. a little bit of a sore throat that night. Woke up the next morning, completely fine. Yeah, you know, um, uh, went to the went to the con. Um, had a little bit of a sore throat on Sunday. Didn't go to the expo at all that day. Came home, felt fine. Tested yesterday uh, with COVID. <laughs> Bam. So, so you got the little. You got the two. The two lines, baby. Oh yeah. So basically, the only thing I've really been experiencing is just fatigue. Like yeah. basically, um, the universal uh, symptom fatigue. It feels like that's it, right? Like, yeah. like uh, that seems to be. There's no. There. There have been no. Like, oh well, you feel this guaranteed. You've got COVID. Yeah. But the fatigue does seem to be the the. Uh, most common thing and then the second is like loss of uh smell and taste and i'm stuff, glad you so. didn't get the uh the because the stomach version of covid sounds miserable a lot of people i know have got that including genie in her chat oh, really? she had that and you get the farts no not or the just farts like the just like a horrible like gut version of this oh geez i think no, that's what uh, brushwood had too he had the he had the stomach version i have a neighbor that had that version so they all tested positive for covid but it was like this horrible like three-day projectile both ends awful freaking flu bug and then other people are just like i'm a little sniffly and have a headache sounds weird god no that that i don't want at all so honestly i uh i don't know how long i've had it i've checked with uh ashley and jason they're both feeling completely fine uh checked with uh obviously we heard from yet randy yandy yesterday yandy how's yandy doing (laughs) randy uh (laughs) he's he's fine um uh, Gary's doing fine. Uh, Tina, by the way, also totally fine. She had COVID in May, and then she got her booster more recently than I did. I got my booster in July. She got hers in August. Mm. So um, four shots in. You're about to get your fifth, right? Yeah, I'm doing the BA five one on Tuesday. So yeah, we'll see how that yeah. goes. Kim and I are going in for that. The the I don't. I suspect nothing will. They want me back in for my second shingles one. And that first shingles one freaking floored me. That was rough. So I'm trying to schedule that one in a way that'll be like on a day where I don't have to do anything. You know? Jeez, yeah. yeah. But the, I'm not worried about the COVID I mean, one. So yeah, so. I wouldn't be worried about the COVID one. You've never had a reaction to that one. No, so been fine. Unless the BI five one's like gonna suddenly suddenly that one's gonna have a reaction. I don't know. Maybe it will, but I doubt. We'll it. find out. I doubt it. If yeah. you haven't had it before, I feel like um, you know it's it's a 
it's a consistent thing. If you have a reaction to shot number two, you're gonna have a reaction to all of the uh, the boosters, and if you don't, then you won't. That's true. If you don't, you won't. And um, uh, so this may so if this is a, our battle royale, Brian is out. I'm still in. Uh, I feel very alone in this game. I feel like there's yes. hardly anybody left. Yes, so. the circle is uh, finally closed in, and, uh, yeah. and and Scott's the uh, Scott is the victor. You and Kim are the victor. I, I was sure. had a couple other people. Like isn't Bobby? Um, I thought Bobby had it. No. Oh no, you're right. His family got it, but he didn't. Right, exactly. So on the yeah. TMS, Zoe County. is still in there. Drenched wildfire is still in there. Yeah, yeah. We um, got a fair number in the chat and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But I'm uh, look. And Leave it's not it a- to Johnson to turn it into a competition. <laughs> yeah, and it, is, it isn't a competition. However, I was sure. This is like sure that I was going to get it on the boat. That's where I thought I, I would I, get it. I was sure you weren't because people were required to do a 72 hour test before they got on the boat. Yeah. I don't know why, and they don't require that in Vegas or at Disney. I'm I'm leaning towards the fact that my, you know, the the sore throat I had uh, a week ago Thursday night um, probably means I got it in Vegas, and I just have been so asymptomatic that didn't even didn't even notice. Yeah, but, I mean uh, that's the problem with it, right? Plus it plus it tests yeah. late uh, the way it works now, so you can't right right yeah. Tina tell. tested. Like she was sick for a week before and testing before she finally got a positive result. And she got a positive result pretty much as soon as she was feeling better. So yeah. it's uh same thing happened with Taylor. Yeah. Here. She did the same thing. Yeah. And it was, that was hard because the baby also had it. She had it. Dylan had it and they all had it, mm. but they're testing negative. Mm. They're like, what the frick is mm. going on? Is this just some cold? And it just seemed bad enough to like, well, we better lock down and whatever and not try to spread this around. And then sure enough, like four days in, they, they got positives. So, And if it weren't for being tired, I probably wouldn't have even tested. The crazy neighbor, by the way, said, oh, yeah, that, that sucks. You know what the problem is? And I said, what? He says, that you tested. Yeah, that's, that sounds like Dave. <laughs> that's Dave. That's 100% a Dave totally thing Dave. to say. I yes. can't think of any. I was trying to think, what would Dave say? No, that's it. <laughs> That's it, right there. He wanted to go uh, with go and get sushi last night. With the like, wanted me to join him for sushi last night. I said, uh, "Not unless you want a side of uh, Corona with your wasabi." He's like, "Oh, what happened?" I told him. He's like, "Yeah, you know what the problem is you tested." Yeah, <laughs> because otherwise it's no problem if you didn't test, right? That's right. his thinking. Yeah, that's yeah. great, Dave. You're awesome. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad you're anyway. feeling mostly, uh, you know, pretty okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, to put it in to put it in my typical terms, I'm I'm seriously, if it weren't for the fatigue, I'm I'm still sitting at like ninety percent. See, that's pretty strong. That's good. Um, it's just, good. There's a little bit of uh, like you know, I get the sniffles year year round. People can verify by watching old YouTube videos of the show year round. I'm like constantly going back to the Kleenex box and blowing my nose. It's allergies or some business. You had the right but, strategy um, though. You were vaxxed to the hilt. You had all the you did all yeah, the stuff. Yeah, you were exactly. precautious all that time. We got down to a variant that is the dominant one now that is less harsh on people anyway. For sure. And I wore um, so it's I wore a mask religiously. Like Jesus, really, religiously at uh, both uh, the airports, the on the airplane, and at D twenty three when we weren't taking a picture or or doing something. I had a mask on, so oh, I have a good thing. I I have a very I don't know I don't know. This is maybe everybody feels this way, maybe, but I was I was surprised by it because my first flight since the pandemic was this trip. I haven't flown anywhere else. Yeah, and so. Uh, it's for my first time on a plane uh, since then, and also my mm-hmm. first time wearing a mask on a plane. 
and you're not required oh, to wow. anymore. So I did, but I did. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I want to hedge my bets here. Let's, you know, go in safe, come out safe, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I wore, I wore my mask the whole time. And the strangest thing happened. I didn't expect this to happen. I felt, um, it was, uh, it's not just a COVID thing. Wearing a mask on a plane just made me feel better overall. Like just, sure. There sure. was something like a, how do we put, I was afraid it was going to make me feel like um, claustrophobic, but it had the opposite oh, effect. Oh, I see what you're saying. It was like I felt more relaxed. It was like putting a hood on a hawk. You know when they do that to chill them out? Yeah, right, right. It, That's it, what it mellows felt like. them out. Or like putting a thunder shirt on a on a shivering dog yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so all my normal um, plane jitters, all that was gone. I just wore this mask and I just it felt better wearing it. It was weird. It's a great side a great side effect to this. I mean, you know, look, we haven't had we haven't had flus since the um since the beginning of the pandemic and us masking up and and kind of staying away from people and stuff like that so there's there's something to that extra layer of eh, yeah you know covid or not eh, wearing a mask on a plane not such a big deal it's not such a bad thing what did that thing plus turn i can out- stick my tongue out at uh uh, the flight attendants every single time they walk by, yeah, and they, they never don't know. Even know they have yeah. no freaking idea. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so did you when when you had that horror? You had a weird flu thing, like a weird one off a while back. That wasn't COVID, right? What was that? You had like no, a, it definitely wasn't COVID. Um, did I have the flu since? Maybe oh, I did. It I was like bad. It. You were off. You you weren't here for like a week. Do you remember that? It was bad. Do you not remember that? I didn't remember that. Uh-uh. Oh, that was hardcore. I, that was. But this I year. believe you. It, it probably <laughs> uh, affected that portion of my brain that remembers having the flu yeah uh, or whatever whatever it was i think you were pretty convinced it was covid and then it wasn't and then and it was just oh, hard yeah like in yeah yeah yeah. okay that's right i forgot about that yeah that did knock me out for several days and isn't it ironic was, though that this thing which is like the 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 thing of the last three <laughs> years like the the right. omnipresent you know bug in the yeah. air and the one that really kills, you know, the one that's really wiping people out now are just regular right. old seasonal bugs. And uh, I don't know. I guess that's good. It means we're getting to the I, endemic. I feel like of it. This. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, you know, hey, folks, uh, vaccines work, won't prevent you from getting it, but um, it'll give you these light symptoms. And I feel, I feel uh, I'm not taking this for granted because I know that other people who've even had the vaccine still have had a worse time with COVID than I. Uh, than I'm having, so yeah. Um, Still seems so, to be like who you are makes a huge difference. Like just it's just different for everybody, right? Exactly. Know? So yeah, so I'm definitely lucky and and grateful for that. Um, oh, Benjamin says maybe it was after the New Orleans trip. Maybe that's right because that was uh, February. February. Oh yeah, and, earlier. Um, it was definitely earlier in the year for sure. Yeah, I think uh, so. And that was yeah, it was yeah, it was right after New Orleans. And I, you sounded rotten. That's uh, you yeah, sounded so I sick. I think that, that was. Was that a flu though? Because I don't think I even had fever then either. Oh, I, I can't don't know remember. what that was. I really can't remember. I almost need to relive it. You know, <laughs> as if only there was some place where people could document all of their health <laughs> issues. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. speaking of health issues, this is pretty funny. You're in. Yeah. A, you were in another dream that I had. Oh, good. All right. Don't know why you were in this one, but you were. Uh, So here's the deal. I guess I've been playing too much cyberpunk and watching that cyberpunk series and just kind of getting into it a little bit. I even started reading um, uh, Neuromancer, which I've never read. Oh, yeah. And it's all kind of in the same vein. And um, I love that stuff, you know, Blade Runner and all that. I love that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so in this dream, you and I owned a business. It was called Fingered. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Oh, let's let's just stop right there because there's there's no way this is. I mean, what people are imagining right now, it's yeah. it's. Uh, I'm sure your dream was a lot better than what people are probably. Oh yeah. This uh, the name yeah. of that store. I think was just to get people in the door. Although the dream was not about picking the name, so I don't know how we landed uh-huh. on uh, uh-huh. fingered. <laughs> Hi, uh, can I help you? Yes, uh, one or two. <laughs> <laughs> What it ended up being, actually, you're not that far, but in a different context. <laughs> oh, no. Um, the world of, you know, cyberpunk and those kinds of things, there's a lot of body augmentation going on, you know, cyborg cyborging yourself by adding chips and and ports and, and uh, augmentations that make you stronger or smarter or give you heads-up displays. Like, that's the whole, that's the vibe of that whole thing, right? That's what they, uh-huh, they do. Right. And they call doctors um, rippers. Uh, in that world anyway in this world you and i were rippers and our job was to give people additional fingers specifically (laughs) one additional pinky per hand so okay right we're basically adding adding a pinky a ripper docs you're right sorry pinky to people yes pinky augmentation and chat room is right right. it is ripper docs not rippers sorry i get that wrong um, anyway, we would add, so people would come in and say, yeah, I've got the normal five fingered hand here, but I really like to have a sixth finger. And in the, in the dream, it made sense. I, and not outside of it makes zero sense. Why would you want the extra <laughs> finger? I, I actually want less fingers. Like, I don't think I need my pinky, but anyway, whatever. Yeah. And we would right. graft that on there. How do you do the shocker, Scott? <laughs> That's a good point. How, yeah. How does one, if you've lost your pinky, how maybe does you just one, gotta, maybe you turn it around and use the thumb. I don't know. Oh don't know. man, don't do that. That sounds terrible. Anyway, um, I didn't know what the shocker was till like four years ago. By the way, that's a that's a relatively new thing I learned. Anyway, sure. Um, sure. So uh, the point is, uh, yeah. So we had this successful finger add-on business, and it was just really busy. People coming in, and Brian would be in the back room putting a new finger on. All right, thanks uh, there, Bill. Get out, and then the new person would come in, and I would take care of that one, and you'd work the front desk, and it was just us, and we ran our our uh, fingered business. How do you feel about that? That's hilarious. Yeah. I, I, um, I think uh, <laughs> I'm trying to come up with something like I think it's something we need to do in Vegas. But yeah. uh, <laughs> no, TMS Vegas three well, D three D mm. print three uh, D print fingers. Oh, speaking of which, I should look and make sure. I'm not oh, do you have out. something printing right now? I have something printing on the FDM, and I got to make sure it's not making spaghetti. FDM. I hate it when it makes spaghetti. Yeah, you that don't want video that. Video you sent me, by the way, was hilarious. Of uh, Oh, that video is both funny and anxiety-inducing at the yes, same time. Yes, right. So a description for folks, it's a uh, time-lapse video of a 3D print. I'm sure you're pulling it up, right? right. 3D print uh, getting made, right? A, a, yeah. a, a layered um, filament 3D yeah. print as opposed to a resin. And it starts building it up from the bottom, and there's majestic music. I think it's, what, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire? Something like that. Actually, I'll play it. Let's see. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, chat, you want to see this? Let's put it. Yeah, it's September. That's right. I'll stick it right here. It's that whole build up to uh, September. Yeah, here it is. It just and gives me the point, the uh, the the print gets disconnected from the plate and it just starts wandering around with just spaghetti spewing like the the melted 
filament going. And because it's time lapsed, you know that 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 represented a huge print time that is now lost, and the guy didn't know about it till later. And right, right. But I think he's getting more more time and leverage out of this video than he probably would out of whatever that three D print was going to be. Yeah, it did really well. He's at one point nine million likes. I'm sure. There you go. Six thousand comments, eight thousand shares. I think. Yeah, I think it did all right. I love the uh, the recorder. Uh, like the the Jurassic Park was the first one I ever heard. Whatever that's called. Oh, the discordant Jurassic Park one. Yeah. The- <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, Titanic. Yeah, that's another one. Oh, oh yeah, the so Titanic good. one is good. I do like those. Um, well, anyway, be careful with your filament, everybody, and don't do yeah. don't uh, don't open a fingered business. I don't recommend it. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Freddie got fingered. Freddie did uh, indeed get fingered. All right, we're never gonna, saw that. Did you ever see that? By the way, never, never saw Freddie got fingered. No, I reference it like you all the time. Yeah, there's but, a fingered uh, reference. You say, "Ah, oh, Fred, did Freddie uh, finger you?" Uh, or whatever. Tom Green. Yeah, like uh, never saw and, and uh, Rip Torn. Right. Oh, I don't know. I like Rip Torn, but I didn't yeah. know he was in that. That's cool. I want to say he's um, he's the dad or something, and never freaking saw that. And I and I can't imagine it would be good to film sack because it's trying to be funny, and and usually that's harder for it's us. It's usually to film bad. Sack, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We could we could float it and see what everyone says, but it maybe sounds we couch like, it. Sounds like it wouldn't could work. be a coucher. Uh, well, speaking of couching, not really. Mm-hmm. Here's this. No. <laughs> Somewhat inappropriate. Uh, hey, look who it is! It's uh, Red Fraggle Three, aka Amy Robinson, joining us for Read This with Amy. Or read, read this. Yeah, that's what we call it. Read this. Yeah, with Amy. read this. That's right. Yeah. Damn it! Uh, fresh off her uh, fun little TMS meetup they had down there, there in uh, uh, North Carolina. How did how did it go overall? Everything went good. Uh, it was great, honestly. Like I, you know, we were kind of Chuck and I, especially, were really stressed because. We, we did a really silly thing and, and scheduled this thing for the weekend right after Dragon Con yeah. because we're yeah. crazy people. Yeah. And uh, so we were kind of exhausted and we were like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if we'll do this again. But then we had such a great time. We're already talking about what we're going to do next year, what you know, how, what, how we're going to plan the next one and yeah. also how we're going to convince you two guys. Oh, you don't have to convince us. We're coming. We just we, yeah, as long I mean, as we you know just basically ahead, have to pick going. a weekend where there's not something else yeah plan well, yeah. i my 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 strategy currently is for us to pick a weekend like you know now ish and then lock it in and be like okay so yeah. we're far uh, enough hold, ahead hold to where you guys well, won't have anything else that sure, kind sure. of works unless you know d23 says hey that's the weekend we're gonna be uh doing our thing because um, right. oh are you now yeah. a permanent d23 year brian are you uh, i think i might go every year it might it might supplant uh blizzcon for me oh honestly. interesting because yeah. um, yeah. i'm finding out about all these things that that i completely missed over there that it's like oh we never even went into that section i didn't realize there was a bunch of stuff to check out there and it's like damn i, I want to go next time so yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you. And Claire it. is even in the chat saying, "Let me know. I'll book it now." Really? You'll so, come to the, oh, you couldn't come to Vegas, but you can go right to the, the thing. Oh, oh, sure, sure. Hmm. Well, we're the closer coast, you see. So, like, she just has to. She just yeah, has to, you know, it. get in a canoe and paddle yeah. to get to us. Whereas, yeah, you, you know, it'd be like she know, can. She can <laughs> f much longer. She can Listen, f the f the monarchy want, all the way over. Go ahead, Brian. I want Claire in Vegas so that I can experience it anew through her 
uh, her eyes. I was going to say her her closer to the ground eyes because oh, she's yeah. short. She's <laughs> short. Yeah, she's way down there. <laughs> she has a perspective none of us have. She can see. That's right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. See. Maybe that's a bad thing in Vegas. Maybe it's like, uh, uh, I don't want to go uh, down Fremont Street and be looking at things a uh, foot lower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two feet lower. Do you think? Yeah, do you think you're kind of you're kind of boob level with all the uh, all the all the, the nuns. boob ladies. Yeah, yeah the, the nuns, the nun, the booby <laughs> yeah. nuns. Don't, so does she? When she looks up at us, do you think Claire sees us as bad selfies? You know, like when you take a bad low selfie. <laughs> We're all we're all gonna look bad to her, right? We all look like I know. Imagine imagine how handsome we'd be if Claire was taller and above us and yeah. looking down us like, Oh, oh, you guys are lovely. <laughs> oh, what a, I don't know why she's British. <laughs> F the British, she'd say. All right. F the British. Uh well, Amy, it's good to have you here. We're gonna do uh, yeah. one of these here segments uh called Read This where you're you know, you got like a book or something for us to get into. Well- well, before we get to the book, yeah. I actually, so if you want to play that second clip I sent you, oh, and apologies yeah. for the sound, but you asked how things went this weekend, oh, I figured I'd give you a little little taste All of, right, I'm gonna one, bring of one some of the shenanigans gonna, we got up And to. I'm going to pull up Twitch so I can watch this, because otherwise I won't be able to see it, because it's... Uh... Here, I'll stick it in Discord if it's better, if it's a better quality um, for you and oh, not have to wait. That's right. There you go. Oops, I, I sent that to Amy. 29 seconds because uh, I'm watching a progressive ad featuring the lovely John Hamm. Ah, John Hamm, uh, everyone's favorite progressive, uh, available now. All right, here we go. Scott, you stuck <laughs> that in my Discord. I know, by the way. I, I read. <laughs> I reposted it. I I screwed up. I I always do that. If I have one up before I'm talking, when I'm on another one, I always forget and paste it there. Anyway, here's a. So if you can't see this on on stream, I'll describe it for those at home. It looks like Brian Ibbett being attacked by something with fire in it or something. That's that that would be your first takeaway because you don't really realize that's a cutout of him. That looks like actual Brian about to get attacked. Oh or yeah, oh jeez. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm here scared. it is. I'm very scared. And you'll have to explain it to me a little bit, Amy, after we're done because I don't actually quite know what I'm watching. <laughs> oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. But, but here you go. <laughs> I, 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 it's like I guess that shouldn't be moving far. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. This is uh, the great and powerful Ibs. I don't know how I don't know how the sequel to uh, Midsummer is going to turn out in the end when it hits theaters, but. <laughs> Wow! What oh a, my God! What a visual. Yeah. So that was after we had been we'd, we'd had our three foot pizza, which by the way is kind of cool for a novelty item, but wasn't it wasn't great pizza? Oh. Yeah, I only like my pizza with two feet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's one um, foot too is much. Almost a little too much. You yeah. miss out on some of the other flavors, but yep. uh, <laughs> he just too many pinky toes. Uh, so. Anyway, we'd had our three foot pizza. We had had, uh, uh, you know, had our our trip out to the retrocade, which, by the way, was pretty fun. Um, It was not. Yeah, it was fun. It was not the size of of the place that we went in Vegas, but it was it was the same idea, right? Very few places are like that place in Vegas, um, which was called Player One. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. Player Um, One, right? No. I think Player One. God, there have been there have been so many that have come and gone that have had Something names like that. Like that. Yeah. One up is yeah. is Denver. Player One. Okay, it is Player One. That place is cavernous compared to even the places here in Denver that have been around a long time. And uh, 
I've never found any place that's as big as that one in Vegas. So yeah, it was that place was humongous. It's a bar. But, Can't yeah. measure by that bar. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Retrocade was pretty good. It did have the the DDR machine had the same problem as the one in Vegas where mm. you couldn't hear the music because oh, that makes you know, it difficult. Yeah, yeah, right. Like I'm sitting there, I'm hearing whatever's playing in the bar, but that's not what I'm supposed to be dancing to. It's impossible. Right. Mm. Um, I'm just you know, it's a poor craftsman who blames their tools, but there it is. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we'd already we'd already been out and 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 had that fun, and we decided to go uh, go commit some shenanigans up in the the aforementioned teepee room, and uh, so we were having having our little campfire up there in the teepee room, and we decided Ibit needed to come with us. So yeah, sure. that's uh that it is like you you said you spotted that correctly. It's like a little little light that's supposed to look like a thing is on fire and then we just started the shenanigans just ensued from there yeah i think at one point we were playing uh master of puppets and you were uh (laughs) head banging with the uh, with the peepers puppets to uh, master puppets you know that's fantastic good good stuff so they see that's what happens when you don't come we will we will create shenanigans uh, fake burn me an effigy basically (laughs) is what uh yeah have i have i mentioned how glad i am there are no floating heads of me that you can put on a stick i'm really glad about that yeah Yeah. and and those go all the way back to challenge accepted johnson (laughs) (laughs) look it's been that that face is as old as let's see brian was oh nine i think we did it right oh nine yeah i was gonna say it was like it was an intertacular it was one of the first intertaculars i even want to say it was at jillian's jillian's or not Jillian's, Noah's. Noah's. Oh, yeah, it would have been Noah. for sure. Um, it um, might have been. No, it may have been before that because I have pictures of you making that face in my house. Oh, with- I made that face, but those those cardboard cutouts, that batch of cardboard oh, cutouts oh, was yeah, something yeah. the B4 Tank Girl um, had printed up and brought to like the second Nerdtacular at uh, Noah's. Yeah, and, uh, it'll be 2012, I guess, so 10 years yeah, ago. And yeah, and when I got you know, like the first introduction, the the tms or even whatever we were doing then um as soon as i came out everybody pulled them out and it was like an audience full of those faces staring back at me yeah which is a little nightmarish really <laughs> very very much so i still uh, wake up with a cold sweat yeah. uh, from that who can blame you <laughs> Uh, it's a well, little anyway. uncanny. But yeah, so we uncanny. went from from the teepee room. We then decided we were going to go find the creepy basement, and there are there are videos and pictures all up on the Discord. If you go to other meetups, uh, we've we've posted everything there for everyone's enjoyment, including like uh, September's and Chuck's uh, impression of Brian Abbott <laughs> using said face on a stick. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and the creepy exploration of the basement um and uh yeah there was i I mean we didn't find anything that was directly creepy but there was like just this walled in bricked in area that was seemed out of place and i was like oh there's totally a body in there yeah this is like a cask of amontillado (laughs) situation happening right now like there's somebody yeah, somebody got tricked into coming down here and then got bricked in there. I, it's, That's it's right. Why are there weird. no reviews for this Airbnb? It's been rented out by so many different people, but uh, there's <laughs> never any any reviews afterwards. Yeah. Right? Weird. It's such a strange house. I mean, you know, we we joked about how 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 weird it was, but I mean, honestly, the beds were really comfy. 
uh, everything was clean. We had two fully stocked kitchens. It was great. It was yeah, good fun. Great. No, it's no uh, hauntings or anything that you're aware of. No, no, not mm. none that we didn't create ourselves. Uh, so, gotcha. Yeah. So whoever whoever <laughs> shows up next is screwed. That's what you're saying. They're gonna. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think uh, uh, Panky actually created like a little series of photos with again with the Brian on a stick. Like that was it provided endless entertainment, Brian. You I I will, seriously? Like, yeah. I will say that. Uh, uh, Watching Chuck wear the face on a stick gave me hope that maybe I could eventually be that thin again someday. If I <laughs> like, I need to put Chuck, Chuck wearing my face on a stick on my refrigerator so that when I open it up, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just have an apple. Oh, you know what you guys did? You screwed up. You should have taken the head on a stick, take the stick off, glue that thing to the underside of the top of a toilet lid. <laughs> and then left it there so the next people come in they so open it up and go bah exactly <laughs> you know well we God. did we did leave so there was a there, again with the odd things in this house there were some odd design choices going on yeah. and when we came in on the mantelpiece in like the main living room there was just one of those wooden hands you know that people use for you know drawing and such, like learning to draw hands and such yeah. you know it was like a poseable sure uh wooden hand and so we put a pair of peepers on it and left it there mm. so, <laughs> for the next people nothing wrong so. with that yeah it's like exactly. it, just like geocaching in the modern day is what it is right yeah but I it's like funny it. you mentioned brian about you know chuck being all thin that's that's all just cycling so yeah. just keep keep riding your well, bike it's also and- it's the cycling and not following the cycling with a package of twinkies <laughs> or zingers or, or right or on the bike I've earned yeah. i've earned a snickers bar because i went out on a bike yeah strapping oh a box God, of no. ding dongs to your eats, face he eats like three times as much as the rest of us now because he bikes all the wow. time and that's what he says he just like shovels food in his face and he's like Oh yeah, I'm I'm biking now. I eat yeah, all the time, right. and he he doesn't ever put. It's completely unfair because I just you know I of course you guys have met me. I'm 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 plump. I'm pleasantly plump. <laughs> and uh, but uh, yeah, no, he never. He in fact has lost weight even more. And I'm like, where did you lose it from? Yeah, Jeez. where but, did you uh, put okay. it? Yeah. All right, yeah. I need to uh, yeah back on the bike. Back on yeah. the bike, Brian. I've only well, ridden I've only ridden one time since the big 150 mile business like it's it's that bad yeah yeah well so it's it's interesting this is what i would have put as my little plug after the book but since the conversation has gone this way i'll go ahead and mention chuck is doing a charity ride for uh the cystic fibrosis foundation and um the url if you wish to donate is tinyurl.com chuck bikes oh that's great uh, what a great uh uh, what a great uh, 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 URL to snag. That's going to be much easier to remember. Mm. Chuck yes. Bikes. Chuck yeah. Bikes. Chuck and bikes. Uh, he has said that if he manages to raise at least $500, which currently he's at like 150 he will record himself doing a ukulele cover of the song Cover Me. <laughs> so there you go. There's your I heard. Instances. Listen, I heard his Rainbow Connection. uh which I thought was fantastic, which, uh, you know, aside from forgetting some of the words, uh, his performance, his ukulele performance was great. Well, speaking of segues, Scott, you can play that first clip I, I sent you. Oh, very <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, let's do it. This is like, this is like Christmas. Hold on. Uh, shit, I've lost the page. Hold on. Here we go. Okay, now we're back here. Uh, the first clip is this one, which is now opening, and I will hit play on. <laughs> All right, here you go. 
Is it playing? It's, uh, it's trying to play. I'm waiting for Google Photos to let it happen. Here we go. He'll figure it out. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Didn't know Chuck could do this. Rainbows yeah. are bullshit. Rainbows have nothing behind. I can never remember the song. So been told, and some choose to believe it. I know they're wrong. Wait and see. Someday we'll find it. The rainbow connection. The lovers, the dreamers, and it's like one of those uh, movie those movie tropes where like one person starts singing and then. And then slowly it like filters through all the the whole audience, and then by the end everybody's singing it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much how it went. He does it, it was... great. By the way, he does a great Kermit the Frog. That's pretty good. good. For him, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, Scott Fletcher's gonna be pissed. He he did this one. Why are there so many? I'm telling you, there's there, wow, now we got to now we got to fight. I think we need to have a frog off yeah. at uh, oh, TMS Vegas 2022 right. or frog, 23. Frog pants, frog off. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, that sounds that sounds like a great idea. Uh, that was yeah, cute. no, he actually met Jane Henson and he was he was introduced to Jane Henson and somebody who said, Oh, by the way, Jane, come meet Chuck. He does a great Kermit. Check this out. Mm. And Chuck's like, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> yeah, pressure. Well, I would have freaked out, dude. Like, That's a husband. yeah. You're, you're in exactly. front of the, the wife of one of the greatest um, voices of all time, and boom, you got to do it. How, yeah. how did he do? Did he do it in front of her? Yeah, he did. And I mean, you know, he's Chuck. He, he, he you know, he, it, yes, and, you know, I mean, he improved it and sure, he was sure. fine. Good so, job, Chuck. but just did the hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> but, uh, uh, side note, his, so- his socks look like they got holes in the front and the back. I know they're not. They're like pink or whatever, but they look like his feet are hanging out of these things, which I think is kind of great. Anyway. Yeah. No, they're Bombas. So they have those pink. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It does. It just looks like he's barefoot, but with like gray things over his. Feet. I love their socks. They have the best socks. Bombas. Yeah. He, oh. He's raving about them as well. They're so I mean, good. Get some. Yeah. They're so. fantastic. Anyway. All right. All right. Cool. So a book. So, hey, we have a book. About books. Yeah. So that brought me into today's book. So today has just been like, you know, just kind of a meandering path to sure. get us to the segment. So sure. it's, been, it's been really good. Yeah. So I figured I'd just do a couple of readings from there's a book. It's called It's Not Easy Being Green and Other Things to Consider by Jim Henson, The Muppets and Friends. So essentially, this was uh, a compilation of. Quotes, stories, anecdotes, um, etc. from Jim Henson's world. And I think this was compiled actually after he passed away. But um, so there are there are many quotes from Jim himself in here and also from like Frank Oz. So I'll just I'll just read you a couple. Um, if just one person believes in you deep enough and strong enough, believes in you hard enough and long enough, before you knew it, someone else would think, if he can do it, I can do it. Making it two, two whole people who believe in you. And maybe even you can believe in you too. That's from Robin and the Muppet Gang. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 
This one's from Frank Oz. Jim didn't tell you what to do. He just was. And by him being what he was, he led and he taught. But not by, but by not answering, sometimes you answered your own question and you could do more than you thought you could. Um, and then one last one that's from Jim himself. As children, we all live in a world of imagination, of fantasy. And for some of us, that world of make-believe continues into adulthood. Certainly, I've lived my whole life through my imagination. But the world of imagination is there for all of us. A sense of play, of pretending, of wonder. It's there with us as we live. Wow. So it's nice. So Very it's great. Cool. It's it's one of these, you know, just a little it's not a, you know, get really engrossed in it, read it cover to cover kind of book. It's a it's a book that's great to pick up if you know, if you're having kind of a down day or if you're like, you know, gosh, I need some inspiration or I need some so I need a pep talk, you know. It's a it's a great than, little book to just pick up. Yeah, I mean, less than like stories or an autobiography. This is is just um uh, quotations and things that'll brighten brighten your day. Brighten your day, exactly. Yeah, I like just, that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I it's, just it's bought really, it. I spent, it's a really nice I spent, little book. To it's just only have ten around. bucks on Kindle. I read all this stuff on Kindle. I just bought it. It's oh, available perfect. now. You should grab it. It came out in 05, so that would have definitely been after his death. But the um, uh, the reviews on this thing are just like pristine. Everyone loves it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's there's stories. Who from... wants to be the a hole that like thumbs down on a Jim Henson <laughs> book? Oh my no god! Yeah. yeah. Who's the one star in there? Don't don't hang with <laughs> right. that guy at all. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. I mean, so there's um. Let's see. There's contributions from like I said, Frank Oz in here. Um, Jerry Jewell. Uh, Brian Henson. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's lots of lots of people who contributed to some of the the stories and the. Um, just the little anecdotes and and impressions of of Jim, um, Dave Goals, uh, you know, there it's all it's all great great stuff. So well, definitely recommend anybody who wants, you know, just a just a nice little pick me up to have around. I will Pretty be reading cool. that business ASAP. It looks good. Uh, very good. very cool. Nice recommendation. Uh, if you are uh, into just cool recommendations from Amy, she's read Fraggle Three everywhere. Okay, all That's the true. places. Yep. OnlyFans, Red Fraggle Three, right? We had an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> that happening? No. Okay. Oh wow! Can't wait to see what happens with those puppets and peepers. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen yeah. peepers like these peepers. Uh, anyway, I hope, uh, I hope uh, September still has the uh, the Brian face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a that's a whole different place for you know the red fraggle pom poms to go. That is true. <laughs> Does, who keeps the face? By the way, who hangs on to that? Is it is it uh, September? <laughs> who? Oh, the the Brian face. The Brian yeah, face. That, that's that's that belongs to September. Yes. Okay. All right. Keep that thing yeah. safe. Keep it secret. Keep yeah, it safe. I don't. Deal. I don't know if It'd there's be impossible a, to make anymore. Yeah, <laughs> we we don't have the technology to reprint any. So uh, no. hold on to it forever. All right. It's a collector's item. It'll be worth you know fifty cents one day. It's always good having you on. I hope for nothing but a great week for you and a little bit of rest because you've been kind of running around like crazy. Uh, yeah, that's. I'm like I keep getting offers from friends to go do stuff this weekend, and I'm like, no. Yeah. No, I'm no. staying home. And you too, Brian. Be sure and get rest because. Oh, yeah. I realize you feel okay, but yeah, like 
I'm still kind of feeling the effects from when I had COVID a while back ago. Like just when I, when I do stuff like, you know, climb stairs or lift heavy things or whatever, I'm like, okay, I can, this is, this is not just, you know, I'm in my forties now. This is like distinctly harder than it used to be. So, you know, be sure and get, get, get you, you know, don't, don't try and push yourself just because you feel okay. Make sure you rest. Will do. Rest, rest is best, says all the doctors when it comes to COVID. So, yes. Yeah, good idea. And do it undressed. What? <laughs> Ooh, hello. Uh, have a good one, Red Fraggle slash Amy. We'll see you soon. All right. She's out of here. And that means that we've got uh, time for one story. How about that? One Sounds good. Let's do that. News story. Here we go. It's time for the news real quick. And it's brought to you by. Yeah, still going to do a Coverville today. I know, because I'm just a, a freak, a workhorse, or whatever. Mm. Uh, Fiona Apple McAfee Maggart. That's her full name. Good morning. Uh, Fiona Apple McAfee Maggart. Uh, turned 45 this week. So let's do a special cover story episode featuring the music of Fiona Apple. Covers of and by her. By the way, she even did a cover, not of Rainbow Connection, but of um, Pure Imagination, which is one of those songs that I kind of put in that same basket mm-hmm. as uh, uh, as Rainbow Connection. Uh, you'll hear that. Covers of uh, Paper Bag, Criminal, of course, Extraordinary Machine, as well as probably her cover of Sally's song from The Nightmare Before Christmas. All this and more coming up on today's cover of 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash coverville. Was Not Easy Being Green written by Paul Williams, do you know? Paul Williams, yeah, or Andy Williams? Andy Paul Williams, Williams. Paul Williams, yeah. Paul Williams, yeah. But I didn't, it's not easy being green. I didn't know Paul Williams wrote the uh, Love Boat theme. I have no freaking idea until... Uh, I started yeah. noticing it in the credits. I'm like, Paul Williams did the theme. I'm like, are you kidding? He did that and all the Muppety shit. And he was a busy dude, that Paul Williams. Right. Yeah, he really was. And he looked like a mole. <laughs> he did. Time. Little little uh, short dude, the big mop of blonde hair and yeah. uh, glasses and stuff. And then he blew me away in Goliath. He was really good in Goliath. He was the, the guy in the camper that uh, Billy Bob Thorne oh, would go to. That was, right. That was Paul right. Williams. And he just... <laughs> Blows my mind. Writing more music, probably. I guess so. Uh, All right, here's your one and only story of the day. Before we bring Wendy in, Australians want Steve Irwin on their money, not King Charles. They don't want Charles's (laughs) face on there. I love that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get it, but that's what they want. Uh, Australians have been suggesting iconic Aussie celebrities to replace the Queen on the country's uh, banknotes with zookeeper and national treasure Steve Irwin being a popular choice. The British monarch is Australia's head of state and features on the country's currency. I mean, they are the uh, they are the Queen's prison, after all. Um, <laughs> following the Queen's death on September eighth, the Australian National Bank announced the next day that the King uh, that King Charles the Third would appear on the five dollar notes in the late monarch's place. The same goes for coins, which will be minted by the uh, with the King's portrait. And uh, let's see, the image will uh, will face left, the opposite direction of his predecessor. A seventeenth century tradition that says the direction must alternate when there is a new monarch. Very important. Wow. Uh, I want to know who else is on this list because I f- pulled up a, like, there's a mock up of the Steve Irwin. I found a tweet uh, that's got all the, uh, from oh, Charles someone, Rockhill. Someone that's put got, it on. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve Irwin, let's see. Who's that? That is, I cannot tell who that is. Oh, Kylie Minogue looks like one of them. Uh, 
Yeah, you got to go right. through your list. Yeah, I can't tell who any. I'm going to put this link in the uh, the chat. Maybe some of these, some maybe people recognize who some of these people are. I would like to submit George Miller for consideration, please. Put sure. Him in there. Sure. Yeah. The uh, director, writer, and creator of all things Mad Max. Of course you would. Yes. Um, you could also, hey, Russell Crowe's had his trouble, but get him, you know, get a little Russell Crowe in there. Why not? And make it I'd fat old see, Russell Crowe. Uh, That's what I want. It's like current uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, who was like, oh, yeah, Colin Hay belongs on uh, on sure. money, on currency, yeah. Australian currency. You got a bunch of different coins and stuff and, and uh, any, notes. Any Hemsworth? <laughs> sure. You want to put a Hemsworth? Put the ugly weird one on Westworld. Put that one on there. <laughs> or just all three on one. Like, yeah. you know. The Trinity, the Holy Trinity of Hemsworth. The Holy Trinity of Hemsworth. Yeah. Or this girl, this new, oh, you still not, are watching it, so you don't know better, but this new girl, um, a relatively unknown actress who's in the the House of the Dragon. She's playing the the early episodes of The Princess as she's young, and my uh-huh. gosh, she steals that show. She's so cool. oh really cool. What is it with you Australians and your talent? Yeah, no kidding. And your ability to just, just kind of suck up the room. I just don't get it. Yeah, Millie Alcock. <laughs> Alcock. Alcock. Millie, Millie Alcock. Alcock. She's okay. amazing. Really, Br- cool. mind blowingly good. She needs to be in everything after this. She's so good. Anyway. Uh, so isn't Margot Margot Robbie's Australian, isn't she? She is, yeah. Yeah, put her on there. All the good people are Australian. Yes, all they can and they can fake our accents, so we don't even know when they're here. You know, <laughs> exactly. It's it's Australian money that'll sound just like American money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. All Australian banknotes issued from 1913 retain their legal tender status. So, uh, as we spoke earlier about that happening in Canada, same thing here. If you already have the money, it's still good. Uh, you just the new stuff yeah. will roll out with Charles's face on it, and I'm sorry. I'm, I want you to get Steve Irwin. I want you to have all these other people. It yeah. ain't gonna happen. W- won't happen. Yeah, no. be great if it did, but uh, won't it happen. won't happen. I'm sorry to say. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will roll on up to the uh, front row here and uh, talk to us about a mystery topic today. Ooh, she's gonna lay. What was it? She's gonna lay some monumental psychotherapy on us, or yeah, something, or like, something that? like that. Her exact yeah. words were: "Let's see, I got it right here." She says to me, "Um, a psychological phenomenon. I'll have it ready by your call. That's what it is. A psychological phenomenon. 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 Do 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 do. Claire, who are you effing off? Who are you telling? Oh, me she just doesn't. She wants no more King news. King Charles news. Oh, no more car, no more Charles news. What about the, the other time he was mad at a pen because it didn't work right? How about that? That's <laughs> like that. Yes. Um, all right, we're gonna do that break, but we gotta have music. Do you have some? I do. One country that's not gonna have to change what their money looks like is Japan, and from Japan we get Shintaro Sakamoto who uh, has a brand new album, uh, his fourth solo EP, called Like a Fable. It's out now on Zalone Records. Uh, Big thanks to Secretly Distribution for getting this out to me. There's actually even a new animated video that uh, is associated with this one. I watched it. It's a lot of fun. The new song is One Day. Here is Shintaro Sakamoto. さあ、船を浮かべて遊んでる。たぬきの親子とで会う。僕の不手際で会話が聞く尺としてきた。あることないこと見てきた。ような口。<音楽> 
And we're back. Who was that again? Yeah. That was Shintaro Sakamoto. Brand new song uh, called One Day from his fourth solo LP, which just came out, called Like a Fable. Uh, you can tell I'm playing too much um, freaking uh, d- uh, cyberpunk, cyberpunk because that name, uh-huh. Sakamoto, I think is in the game. I'm sure it is. That's it's a. Uh, I want to say that's a fairly common. That's like a. Well, it's probably like the Williams or the Johnson of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, it's uh, one of the Japan. big corpos too. In the it's Japan, it's not the Smith or Jones, but it's up there. No, no, no. But the 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 whole corp, corporate side of those of of cyberpunk is so fascinating because it's very Japanese corporation heavy. Yeah. Uh, whether or not that's actually what'll happen in the future, I don't know. But in the '80s, we had this notion that. Japan was going to just run everything one day and uh, cyberpunk leans into that of course that was all written in the 80s so why wouldn't it but that's ah, so well, good I, that I game is playing uh, game's good right stray now. which also has that kind of uh, oh I mean, yeah kind right because it's all robots yeah. and futury business right yeah 
Yep, that's how I'm getting rest is uh, just playing playing stray. How you li- how you liking it? Are you enjoying? <laughs> I like it? it so far. I mean, it's heartbreaking in the beginning, but uh, I love the controls and and uh, I'm just I'm just you know like half an hour into it, barely into it. So. Hearing really good things about it, I need to play it. Still on yeah. plus, I think I should just get it. Why am I not playing yeah. that? Ugh. Yeah, I don't know why. It's you've got access to it. I have access to it. You're right. Still like in the top ten sales chart on Steam. It's doing really good. Um, all right, <clears throat> let's get Wendy in. Yeah. Before uh, you know that little timer runs out that we have that we don't actually have. <laughs> it's not really that a arbitrary thing. timer. Yeah, and uh, see how she's holding up with my mom visiting and all that stuff. Uh, let's find this thing to push this button here. Hey, look who it is! It's my sister Wendy, the professional therapist who comes on the show on Thursdays and helps people with real problems. Right here on TMS. Hello, Wendy. Welcome back. Hey, thank you for having me. Sure. Uh, so, you, uh, Brian. Hi, Brian. Uh, hi, Wendy. How are you? So you have you, you have two uh, oc- oc- oxygenarians. What are they? Octocanarians. Octogenarians. Octogenarians. Uh, staying with you. Ninety. So what's that? I oh, another novagenarian. I don't know. They never talk about them. Uh, <laughs> you never hear that because most people don't make it. I yeah. guess. Um, yeah, I yeah. forgot he's 91 or yeah. whatever he is. Uh, yeah. How's that going? Uh, any special yes. needs? Are they? Does everything smell like talcum powder and mothballs or what's going on? Well, I we don't have room for them to stay here, so oh. they are at a hotel. Actually. Oh, oh, that's much better. Um, that's good. Well, I mean, we offer we have we have a guest bed that whatever, but it's they're just it's not a comfort thing. You got to be like. 60 and under wrap, probably to do it. You know? Yeah. I thought Misha yeah. was going um, too, but I guess she was going to, on a separate trip, but at the same time. Yeah, she's gone somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So they're at a, we have a bunch of places to stay about five minutes away that's surrounded by, you know, Chick fil A's and Trader Joe's. So they're taken care of over there. <laughs> so someone else is babysitting them while oh, I work good. today. <laughs> that's good. So when, uh, so what, do you yeah, guys good. have massive plans with them at all or anything big yeah. going on? Yeah. yeah we're going to do lots of fun things. So we're taken up to a cabin. Mom's so funny. Yeah. Because the other day she's like, Do you have bug spray? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. She's like, I I know a lady here from Minnesota, and she says that the bugs are the mosquitoes are unbelievable, and so you got to have bug spray. And I was like, yeah, I mean, they're they're here for sure, but I haven't had like a whole a single bite all summer. Yeah. And she's like, but this lady used to live there, and I'm like, mom, she (laughs) has lived in Orem, Utah, for 20 years. She maybe doesn't remember. Yeah. Exactly. Or she had but a I rough was, summer that year, and the the one she doesn't remember. But I'm like, I'm literally here right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I live so here. It's that kind of thing. <laughs> I live yeah, here, that. and I know what the mosquitoes are like right now. Right, not this 20 exact years ago. Second. That's yeah. funny. Anyway, that so we're gonna like go to mom. cabin, and you just watch. There'll be just a thousand mosquitoes. Yeah. Well, I'm excited yeah, about the so stories you're gonna cabin. have. And we're taking them sailing. A friend of mine has like a kind of this old boat that she can i don't know you get a skipper to run it i don't know i hope we don't die but we're gonna take them on a, a sailboat down <laughs> i hope you don't die river. either i think that'd be really sad if you died but yeah, john i think okay. john would make a pretty good flotation device if you need it, if it came down to it. <laughs> it'll all work out oh he'd be so grumpy about it no it's good they're they're having fun and it's great my favorite thing great is so kim far. gets back kim took him to the airport while i did while i was on the show yeah and uh she came back and i go how'd it go and she goes uh, first thing John did when we pulled up into the, because we have a brand new airport here in SLC and um, you, it's a little different the way you drop people off. And so 
they they pulled up and there was somebody. You know how you when you're doing drop off, some there's always somebody who's trying to get out, but there's traffic, so they're slow and you can't quite get their space yet and all that. He the very first thing out of his mouth was, "If this was New Jersey or New York, that guy'd be fired or he'd be arrested by now or towed out of here." And I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, you're not even in the plane yet. I don't want to. I would never want to go on this this trip with you." But anyway, okay. Wendy, have fun. I'm sure it'll be great. He'll be no problem. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, you'll do fine. Um, all right, you're going to lay an egg on us today. We have no idea what <laughs> yeah, today's I'm topic lay is. An egg on you. <laughs> uh, because we didn't have any sort of pre- premonition about this. We didn't talk about it. We don't know. And I kind of yes. like that actually once in a while. So why don't you uh, yes. tell so us? So I'm going to start with something weird. Uh, I just threw this in, and I'm going to do it first because I know I'll forget once we get started. Yeah. But it is kind of related. All right, so you know how every once in a while I like to. Pimp one of my friend's little things they're doing. Yeah. Not, um, not There's not an actual prostitute, everybody. This is just a friend of the thing. <laughs> that's the words you've always used, and I'm just copying it. That's fine. Uh, You're doing like me. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so anyway, so I just, I, I want to try something. So she runs a really cool um, business out of London, and it is a, it's so cool. And and this will lead to my my topic, which is about sort of creative people. And sometimes a thing that can be pretty common um, about that. So anyway, this is a creative person. That's my tie. Here we go. Anyway, it's called the Museum of Architecture. And she's done this super cool thing where she has combined. uh, She went to architect school and then has combined like her love of architecture with creating really cool things. So if you Google that or follow, and really what I want to do is I want a bunch of people to follow her just to freak her out. Okay. That's all. That's all I'm asking. That's the whole you know? thing. Okay, got it. I give you free therapy. You just follow this person on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard. What's anyway, her What's so her account again? We may as well say it up front. Yeah, uh, Museum of Architecture. I think uh, the Instagram is at m o a underscore news. M o a underscore news. Looking it up here now. Instagram dot com slash m o a news or search for it on Instagram. Oh, it says sorry, this page is not available. Must oh, boo. Look at me already doing it wrong. Hold on. Let me find it. Uh, okay, do this. Look up Museum of Architecture. And here's the cool thing. This is the reason I want you guys to check this out. Um, it is, hold on, of architecture in London. Looking it up here. London. Okay. And so it's .org. Museumofarchitecture.org. There okay, you go. Okay, found it. Yeah. And what's awesome, and so let's figure out how you follow them. No, probably a contact us Sorry. here somewhere. Uh, yeah. So what is so cool? And if you can found it, it's check uh, it out. It's oh, it's literally Museum of Architecture on on uh, Instagram as well. That's it's oh, the okay. whole yeah, username. There we go. Yeah, give give her a follow. Uh, and this is what's so cool because just you know, this is the way the world works. You need more eyeballs on these things. Yeah, um, I agree. Anyway, this is what I love. And if anyone is in Europe or anyone is in London, this you have to participate in these things. It's just so cool. So they do these tree houses. What they do is they, um, they get architects to design these incredible tree houses. And then it's in Kew gardens. So that's one of the projects and they, they're tree houses. You can climb in and they do, I mean, it's really cool stuff that, but this is the one I want. I want her to bring to America because how cool, I mean, it would kill here. But basically, it's uh, it's called Gingerbread City. I don't know if you can find it on our mm, website. Looking, um, I did just see that on the on the main site. I found that. Yeah, uh, it pops up like. Well, it's a pop up. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is Gingerbread right there, City. Gingerbread yeah. City. Okay. So look at Gingerbread City, and it's having architects build 
So, and it's for the public to go and see, but these architects get, you know, the equipment from her. And then they have this entire city of these incredible gingerbread houses. Wow. And, you oh, know, they're look so at that. fun. Dude, what the frick? Holy shit. I schmear. know, dude. I love it Jeez. so much. I think it's just such a cool. And I love the combination of like, you know, all these different professionals getting to do this fun, creative thing that, you know, maybe they're building buildings all the time or something and they get to do this cool tree house or whatever anyway so it's really fun and she she does lots of cool stuff there so give her a follow a mention i don't know how this crap works but i think <laughs> it's rad yeah go so, so, so museum cool. of uh museum sorry what's it called museum well, of architecture you go to the gingerbreadcity.com by the way it's it's oh, its own url one. yeah okay. oh they have their own thing that's cool yeah and she's been trying to get it in chicago and maybe new york and i'm like constantly like please please i'll come i'll bring people let's oh, do this for sure oh i'd and go that'd to be this so cool so that would cool. kill here right yeah it would murder this would be amazing yeah yeah, it this would is really, really cool. So that would be very fun. So just somebody go follow, just so she gets a couple numbers and goes, "What?" Because it will surprise her. Well, I follow um, her just now. Uh, I'm sure others have. Get in there, everybody. Let's 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 do a little life hack here and get her some yeah, followers. I love the life hacks yep. that you guys do. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, all right. Awesome. Okay, so I start with that, and that leads to this, which is um, anyone in the creative world, you two who I'm talking to, are in the creative world. Um, a common thing that can happen. And this, and we'll, we'll get to sort of how it might be connected to some other things too. Um, but there is a thing, have you ever heard of this, called sensitive, sorry, rejection sensitive dysphoria. I've never heard of this, no. Yeah, okay. So let me <laughs> You sound like it. you didn't believe me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Uh, okay. So what, well, basically what it is, let's, let's get, you know. It's not like a disease in itself, you know, like any kind of dysphoria or disorder. Or, you know, we, we've labeled things lots of different things. Yeah. So let me start with this caveat. And lots of people might recognize if they have ADHD, this is a lot more common with folks that have ADHD, actually. Yeah. Um, and it is not a medical diagnosis, but it's kind of helps you understand some things you have that often go along with ADHD. You can have this without ADHD just tends to be more common, okay? Right. So dysphoria, as we all know, we think we all know, it's kind of hard. It's a Greek word for hard to bear. So people can have, um, like, being just sort of totally dragged down, and it kind of causes almost an other uh, experiential kind of a, a thing. It kind of, you know, think about dysphoria or euphoria, right? Like, you're in a, mm-hmm. a different plane almost, right? So dysphoria is the D part of the the rejection syndrome here is that it really does get you in a completely different headspace. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So what it is, is that you get easily embarrassed. Yeah. Um, Another form of this, you get really, really angry or have emotional outbursts um, when it feels like someone is rejecting you or hurting you. Yeah. Um, Really high standards you set for yourself and they're almost impossible to meet. Often this results in low self-esteem, um, feeling especially anxious in social settings, having problems in relationships because you kind of are perceiving everything as rejection. Um, you stay away from social situations and withdraw from other people. You can feel like a failure because you're not living up to what you think other people are expecting of you. Um, and this can sometimes lead to thinking of, about hurting yourself. It can be incredibly disorienting, 
and overwhelming to have this kind of experience. Does it count if you uh, are just annoyed with everyone and don't feel like hanging out with them? Where does no, that land? That is not it. Okay. That is just losing steam in your daily <laughs> burned out. I don't know. It could be burned out. It could be just uh, maybe, and maybe a sign you're not taking care of some things. Yeah. You know, like, okay, so I assume you're feeling that right now. Well, I am. I, I shouldn't say it's everybody. There's plenty of people I'd love to hang out with right now. But um, the the idea of like, we need to see the so-and-sos. It's been oh, a sure. while. I just no go. Obligation stuff. Ugh, no, I don't want to. They're weird anyway. That guy posts stuff on Facebook that makes me melt. I don't want anything to do with these people right now. Like that kind of stuff. I just okay. have no time for it. Whereas I feel like in my earlier life, I would force myself to just go through with it. It's like, okay, yeah. sure. We'll do it. We'll, we'll deal with it for one night. No big deal. Now I'm like, dude, life's too short. I don't want to hang around Dingus and his wife, you know, <laughs> I don't know. That's, a, that's an age developmental age appropriate thing. Mm. Actually. Like think about Like you said, in my younger years, you know, yeah. you're still building your social connections and your, figure out what you like and don't like, and you will override what you want to do for other social reasons or relationship reasons or whatever. Right. Yeah. This is, I mean, how do you think you get grumpy old men? Yeah, that's like true. It has to start somewhere <laughs> and it starts yeah. about 40 and it starts to be just like, I don't want to do what other people want me to do. Like some of those old rules maybe, or kind of the general things that you felt pressure to be or say or do, they just kind of fade. Cause you realize none of that. Matters. None of it actually matters. Like all of that right. stuff is just a waste of time or feels like a waste of time. And so I'm much more picky about that sort of thing. So if, you know, if Kim said, Hey, do you want to hang out with the so-and-sos who we haven't seen in three, four years for a reason? Yeah. Um, do you want to, do you want to see them <laughs> and hang out on a Friday night with them? Or would you rather, um, you know, build a snowman with the neighbor kid? I'd rather do that. In a sure. heartbeat, I would build the snowman. Like I, I, I don't. I just don't think the other stuff is. I don't know how to explain it. It sounds selfish, but I just. It just sounds like. It seems like a waste of time. Like literally, right. it's it's practically a bad idea. Right. Now, but whereas hey. before, I'd be like, oh, really? Well, okay, I guess so. I don't feel that way anymore. Now I'm like, oh, really? That's no, not. <laughs> right. Okay. So so let's just think in terms of of what advantage that is to have. Um, we will get back to my topic. I'm not even sorry. I didn't mean to tear <laughs> it's you okay. away. It's okay because this is actually, <laughs> this is great. And I, 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 it's great because it's very common too. Right. And people start to not feel like themselves in ways like, or people don't recognize you in the same way because you aren't following the same rules or, you know, whatever. And so there can be conflict that comes from this. Um, it's like letting relationships die or letting a friendship end, even if you've had it for a long time, because some of our real feelings are finally being allowed to be there as opposed to obligation. So let's start really quick with how, 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 why is it an advantage in a society to have people feel these social obligations first? Hmm. Like, why is that a beneficial thing? And is it a negative thing too? Or is there value? What's the value in that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Social norms. You know, it's it's protection right now, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of that, I guess. Less I exposure. Think of, didn't to, think of it that way. I wonder if there's that maybe is part yeah. of it. Um, I don't know. Um, 
I mean, I've often, one of the problems around here is, and Kim will attest to this, but I, I get so much of my social fill, like those yeah. needs are, are usually filled by my work the relationships shows, and shows things, and yeah. listeners and fans and those interactions all day are by the time the day ends, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I need, you know, a foot massage and a freaking Solid, right. Yeah. Like I don't want it to go out and then do it again. And you might say, well, it's not the same as face to face and it's not, you're right. But you know, still takes something out of you. Yeah, it takes, it does. It takes all that energy, that social yeah. energy that you have gets sucked away. And so when everyone else is all stoked to go be all social on a Friday night, because their jobs are in front of a computer and a spreadsheet all day, I'm like, I've been talking to people all day, every day. I don't want to go talk to people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I'd so, rather so, watch TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if you think about it, you're, you're getting what you, ne- you need elsewhere so it doesn't feel that way. However, then does Kim have the opposite thing happening? Like she needs the right. face. Or she needs face? that sort of thing yeah, more. Because pretty yeah. pretty, pretty often, it. yes. Yeah. So like right yeah. today, she's out uh, doing who knows what with her sister. They're out. It's her sister's birthday, but... They're spending the day being very social, seeing a bunch of friends they haven't seen, doing a little shopping, having brunch somewhere, like doing the whole, the big social get out there thing, which sounds yeah. miserable to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, but she's, you know, that's her, her version of it. And, 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 and so I, like, I'm not pretending I don't know. I know that that's the case. Like, I know that it's, that it's. If anything, hers is the more norm, normal, normal. Hers is the more normal activity for having your social needs met, and mine is unusual. But I just can't kind of help it because that is where I'm at. Like that's what I do, and so I I don't have really a choice, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and everyone's going to be different here. I think you know the binary of introvert extrovert isn't isn't a hundred percent binary or accurate, but there is a reality that you can get energy from things and energy is taken from you from those same things. And, you know, you're married to each other. That's usually how that works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> so that, that's normal. I always refer to, um, what the heck is that show? You guys are going to help me. Cause my brain just cramped where there's the emotional vampire. Oh, oh um, uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Colin Robinson. He's the best. I love him. One of the yeah. greatest Colin characters Robinson. I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's in, it's an inspired freaking it's amazing genius. role. It's, it's genius. So and, and when that other lady goes in the office and she's also an emotional <laughs> yeah. vampire. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That so was an amazing funny. arc. It's so good. And, I, get, I haven't gotten to the I'm end t- of this season, but apparently the, the Colin Robinson has a huge part of the ending of this season. I can't oh, wait okay. to see what they did. Anyway. <laughs> Well, and that is, I always use that example when I'm talking to introverts who are like, I just need to recover. I, you know, like I can't, um, expend all this energy, but I feel bad because the world seems to be successful for those who just are ready to go to the fifth bar in one night or whatever, you know, there's that pressure to feel like, especially when you're younger, cause you, you're now older going like, I don't feel that pressure. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but I think when you're younger, part of that is again, building your, Social life and what you're supposed to want and whatnot, but I always invoke Colin Robin Robinson to just be like, just watch him yeah. <laughs> and recognize <laughs> that introverts are sucking your energy, <laughs> like they're yeah. actually taking from you. Yeah. Now, maybe not in the same way, of course, but just like they get energy from social interactions, and there, this kind of leads to the getting to know yourself thing of like, what do you actually need? 
um, often I'm spending time with clients going through this exercise of like, take a minute and, and what do you need? And we'll find that a lot of people have not done that much in their life. It's what does someone else need? What is needed to be done? Um, but like slowing down and saying, do I need a nap? Is a, is a powerful question. And then what happens often is we find that folks are like, what I need is someone to help me to do this thing. But then we realize, oh, I don't ask people for help. That's not something I know how to do. Yeah, I'm terrible. And so we're sort of peeling back these layers of what you have to do to conserve your energy or to thrive in your life requires a couple layers deep of like, what, what were the messages you were taught on where did your energy go? Mm. Um, like I recently had a client tell me about some little crocheted thing her mom had on the wall that has nearly destroyed her life. <laughs> and that sounds really dramatic, but it was some way of just like, you know, make the best of hard things. It was supposed to be like motivational, mm -hmm. but what's ended up happening and not to say this is the cause of everyone's problem, but what it did was sort of validate all the crappy relationships everyone had. Cause you're not supposed to have perfect relationships. It's supposed to be hard. So everyone's in a crappy relationship. And so, and her case is very dramatic. So, you know, we were joking about like, what should actually be crocheted on people's walls to have a, a, a good effect because that stuff impacts you. Like, what we do in our family with our free time is this, or we don't do this. And, and you just have to listen to parents for five minutes in a grocery store to hear some of those rules, you know, that they're placing, you know, and repeating and repeating. Um, a great trick to do at dinner with your family, anybody, is to ask everyone what, <laughs> this is a terrible game, but it's super funny. <laughs> and because you get a lot of feedback you didn't know you were ready for, which is, what is the thing mom would never say? Yeah. Or what is the thing dad would never say? Or what's the thing the kid would never say? And it got a little rough. Like, um, like one kid said about another kid, uh, that kid would never say, you know what? I just shower and I put deodorant on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, who would have so thunk whatever, it? You know, whatever it might be. But it's a great way to get some unsolicited feedback and feel pretty crappy. Um, yeah. So I recommend that highly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get right in there and get that done. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, you know, I, just real quick, you're talking about like that thing on the wall that's supposed to motivate. Yeah. Um, I really do think I took this from dad, um, and I don't think it was a malicious taking or giving, but he was notoriously unwilling to ask anyone for help for anything ever. Yeah. And yeah. so when things were tight financially or when he needed help moving something or whatever it was, um, he just never did. He just wouldn't ask. And I am exactly the same. I mm -hmm. just don't ask. Like yeah. it, the, the last thing I would do, like if we had to suddenly move to a different house and I know dozens of people that would be willing to show up and help immediately if I needed them, I refuse to do it. I, I'm it's, just like, it's I'm even with do shows, it Scott, like, you know, I'll offer like, Hey, you want me to take on this part of putting together the, the notes for TMS or, or do this other thing for this other show or TMS Vegas or things like that. I had mm -hmm. to wrestle <laughs> get some TMS Vegas stuff away from you. I yeah, think. no, I, it, that wasn't, I mean, I'm actually glad that we, that we did that as well as we did. Cause Brian yeah. does yeah. an incredible job running what we do in Vegas. And I finally was able to kind of let go of needing to worry about it as much. Yeah. And as a result, I have a much better time in, in Vegas yeah, because you can I'm sit not, back and kind of enjoy the 
yeah the, enjoy it as opposed to feeling the stress so of i have like this assembly con- it's kind of together. a weird combination of control and um i don't like being beholden to other people and it, it's usually usually manifests itself in things like you know like i mentioned the moving example but like if i needed someone to take me to the airport most people it's no big deal to ask a friend to do it mm-hmm. i can't do it I'm going to take the car. I'm going to park it there and pay the 60 bucks for it sitting there. <laughs> like, I just don't do it. And so. But if somebody were to ask you, you'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. No problem. Yeah, totally no problem. I wouldn't think twice. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't even think twice about it if somebody asked me for the same right. exact kinds of help. Right. No problem. I'm in. Let's go. What do you need? And I would never judge them and go, oh, not independent enough to handle it on your own. Right, you? exactly. I would never yeah. do that. So why I don't know just why. Pay the sixty bucks and park your own butt at the airport. I think yeah. it's just it's just this weird pounded into me thing of this idea anyway yeah. that you that fierce sort of fierce independence trumps everything yeah. and it's not it's not great. I don't it hasn't well, served. Well, me that and well. I think I have it too because I was raised in the same house. Um, but I I think you could do something here. We won't do it because no one needs to see us do our own therapy on the show. Uh, <laughs> Even though but, I do that a lot, but yeah. But you could, like what I would do if a client came to me and started to say this, um, these types of things, like I'm just fiercely independent. That first of all, it'd be hard for them to be in my office in the first place, right? Yeah, yeah. They would really struggle to even get in that door. So mm-hmm. it would be a miracle and I'd be really excited about that. But mm-hmm. let's say they did and we start talking about like this, you know, so then I would start to go back in time and sort of how did that message come across? Um, was it cross-stitched on the wall? You know, how did that play out? And then even go a couple generations, right? Because sometimes you can find, especially as sort of time marches on, um, you know, certain generations seem like they got they get further and further in the past and who even knows, right? But then th- but the reality is your great-grandparents or your great-great-grandparents or your whoever went through some stuff, like anyone will go through some stuff, um, that has an impact on how we think about a lot of things because it is then sort of generationally transferred to the the next group. So a really common one is sort of anyone who lost all their money in um, the Great Depression and, you know, the stock market failing and they couldn't get their money out of the banks. They behave around money very differently than someone who has not been through that. Yeah. But then how does that get past to their children and then their grandchildren. And sometimes I'll meet someone whose great, great, you know, grandfather lost everything on, you know, whatever that day it was in October in 1939 yeah. or 29. Black and Friday or whatever. Yeah, it was. there we go. Black yeah. Friday. And they ha- are uh, so unclear why they're so weird about money, but it's ruining their relationship. So sometimes we'll go pretty far back to find like, Oh, okay. So mom handled this way. And then her dad taught her to handle it this way. And, you know, and sometimes you don't know those stories and that's harder to do. However, you can find a thread that makes things make sense. So that's what I would do with someone who can't ask for help is like, I'm really good at giving help. I am really not good at saying, okay, my turn. Yeah. But what I find is when I do actually need someone to listen or to help me, I'm like, oh, no one is good at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's because I'm asking, asking just regular people. I'm not actually asking a professional. So, um, but it really, and then it, then it reiterates itself. So maybe, Scott, you can think about a time you have asked mm-hmm. or were forced to ask and it was ask and it wasn't very, very helpful or like 
confirming bias, right? Like it's it's, yeah. it's sort of like, see, it's better I do this by myself. Or someone move helps you move a thing and they break it is a great example of like, yeah, then you you get punished for doing a thing that was kind of risky. Yeah. To do. Yeah. Do you have this, Brian? At all? Is it hard for you to ask for help? Uh, yeah, it totally is. Like I'll I'll do a lot of the same things that that Scott does, and I just have to basically force myself. I have to you know push myself to say, okay, let them help. A lot of the the show production. I mean, Coverville is a one person show because. Um, from start to finish assembling stuff because it's like, Ooh, do I want to have somebody else helping pick the music? No. Do I want to have somebody else editing the show? No. Do I want to have somebody else doing, doing tweets? Um, it wasn't until, you know, doing this show, especially ANTP that I'm like, all right, let's, let's get some help. I'm not going to edit this thing completely by myself, or I'm not going to, uh, try and come up with all the challenges myself or things like that. Right, so, right. so is there a difference between do it all myself Mm-hmm. And I don't, and and sort of perfect perfectionism. It has to be done right, like control. Yeah, it's uh, versus, it's a hard thing. No. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Versus, no, I'm just going to say vers- versus um, being vulnerable or need, and they're probably connected to some extent. But just like I need help moving physically, I, I've got to get a hundred boxes out of my house. Like truly, logically, it's going to go a lot faster if other people are there. Yeah, just pure logistics. Yeah. Pure logistics of a move is a really good example to use, and why yeah. that why that's a problem. Versus controlling a product that matters to you and not trusting someone else to do to it to do it the well way enough. I would do it. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. There's probably a correlation there. It feels less like. Ooh, you know, if, if, if I don't control this move, it's not going to be done right. Cause it, it'll be, it's a lot easier to just say, yeah, you're, you know, you're putting that stuff into a box. I might, you know, if it were me, I'd probably be like, oh, let me go ahead and do those, you know, those action figures. I'll go ahead and pack those or I'll pack these, uh, glasses or plates or something like that. You go ahead and handle the books and <laughs> stuff that doesn't break. Cause I don't want to be, I don't want somebody else to feel responsible if they do something and something bad happens because of it only because I know, Ooh, I know what parts of that are, are liable to cause a problem to break yeah. or to be fragile or whatever. I have a similar yeah. issue, especially with moves I, moves for whatever reason, moving stuff is a good you know, it's in some ways it's a neutral action. And so it's a good one to look at and ask why we have these emotional attachments to either asking or refusing help and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, when I'm moving, when I'm helping somebody else move and it's one of those moves where it's like, I'm moving your pee pee mattress. And I also got this, <laughs> you know, loose box of, of hanger clothes that are just loosely laying everywhere. You didn't really plan very much. I'm not actually really judging them that much. I'm still there to help. But in my head, I'm going, I would never make anyone move this pee mattress. I would never make anyone move a pile of clothes that aren't put in a box somewhere that aren't, you know, at least organized or whatever. Like I, I do, I have that conversation happening in my head as well. And I never want anyone to be in a position where they're like, oh, this piece of furniture is sort of old and lame. Why are we moving it? Like, I don't don't know why. Whereas if I move it, I'm like, well, it's my own damn fault. It's my furniture and it's, I own it. So I'm moving it. And you You sure own a lot of old magazines, Brian. <laughs> Why do you have all these old entertainment weeklies? Right. right. Yeah. There's yeah. just some of that. I don't know. It's it's like letting someone organize your 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 computer hard drive in a weird way because yeah. it's like your well, underwear drawer. Yeah. yeah. Like it's yeah. a. It, so I would say the the word that maybe fits best there is the vulnerability. Right. 
Yeah. You're vulnerable because it's maybe really you. Underneath your your you know bedroom floor, like that's maybe the dust bunnies or the real you. And and <laughs> we all have different ideas of what that might mean. And this is where it gets interesting, I think, with the family history concept. Maybe I'm thinking about this because my mother's in town. But um, just this idea, <laughs> just this idea of like, where'd you learn to not be vulnerable? Or where did you learn to ask for help or not ask, you know, like some of those sure. different things? What was crocheted uh, metaphorically on the wall next to the door? And you saw it every day. Yeah. Um, you know, clear, clear eyes. Pure hearts can't lose. Can't lose. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. It goes yeah. Like that, yeah. Sure. I mean, and that, and here's what's tricky is those messages with all good intent can sometimes create. So take, take that phrase. Can't lose. If my heart's pure. Okay. Well, my heart has to be pure all the time. Like you can see where anything could, could go South yeah. in, in terms of like, it's supposed to be a good thing, but what it might end up being is creating some, neuroses around something so mm-hmm. so the, the the not being vulnerable with somebody else may show up in the not asking for help then then you get curious about okay so how did i learn that and what does it mean and it doesn't doesn't because all of us are going to get old and need someone to do some stuff for us right no, in no. the end so you two are not ready is what I'm <laughs> no, saying. no no i can totally wipe my own butt i've got this oh i'm yeah. so not ready and you know what yeah. part of that is my that's again it's back to dad going oh i i'm i need to go quick i'm not going to have some long drawn out illness yeah. where someone has to change my diapers hilariously my dad not hilariously but my dad was 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 uh, famously maybe privately but in our family famously the only one that would go over to grandpa ward's uh, hospice bed and change his diapers, change his yeah. pans. Like he was all about helping him, but the idea that freaked him out so bad, and the fact that he died of a sudden heart attack was exactly what he wanted. <laughs> like he didn't want a yeah. drawn out thing in his eighties where he's gonna, you know, and all this stuff. And you know, all of us and our and our and our mourning aside, he went out exactly the way he he told us he wanted to go. Right. Um, and I've never quite got my head around how I'm going to deal with that. You know, if my, yeah. if my demise in this mortal coil is a long drawn out illness, that sounds like the worst thing, not because I'm in pain or it's a long drawn out illness. It's because everybody's going to have to help me. And I don't want them to have to do that. Right. I don't want and Taylor. If you've and- listened to this show more than two minutes, you know, it's also a big poop fear for you. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, you're right. I'm going to be t- yeah. crapping that bed every other five minutes. Yeah. My kids are going to have to take turns. <laughs> you think you're coming you in You think there. your fear is pooping on an airplane. Wait till you try just pooping in a bed. <laughs> uh, yeah. And my kids are going to have to like have these conversations about, well, we need, you know, so I'm going to have to take some additional work off if we're going to help dad on the weekends. And I just, I do not want any of that. This even talking about it, that's a miserable prospect. I don't like right. it at all. Right. Which, which the future is going to be full of uh, clinicians needing to work with the elderly on their <laughs> emotional stuff because it's everybody like this is super normal and we don't have a lot of uh, things that have made it more accessible, right? Like caregiving isn't happening in a family home in the way, you know, uh, maybe more so there's been a, a new sort of emphasis on hospice and having people in their own homes. So maybe people are getting more uh, access to that. I mean, I, I, you say that about dad. I, when Adam and I were dating, I watched him carry and clean his grandmother and yeah. help change her diaper. And yeah. we are 24 years old. Yeah. And I thought, 
oh yeah, I'll sign up with this guy. He can mm-hmm. change my diaper one day. Yeah. <laughs> but like that, that is the model I had. It's the model I married. It like, it's an awesome thing, but he's never going to ask for help. I married someone who also will never ask for help. So it's problematic because he and I never ask for help. But if you think about like, okay, is there, sometimes there's some really good things to that. Sure. But is it, and this is the question for most people, where do these things prevent other, prevent you from like living a full life? It may be that it keeps you disconnected from others, or it may be that, um, you know, and you get crotchety as you get older and you, you're, you tighten all up to protect yourself and that maybe isn't so healthy for you. So usually it's finding a thing and if it's working for you, great, but where it's not working, you can sometimes dig in and see something differently. So I'm going to read, and I promise I'll get back to rejection sensitive dysphoria because I have an assignment about that. All right. Um, But here's a quote from Dr. Glenn Patrick Doyle. And this is not saying any of us were neglected, but this is kind of a stark way of putting it. Um, he said, you bet people who, uh, were neglected, who were neglected overthink. They couldn't count on anybody else to, ha- to think of them at all. So they had to make sure all their bases were covered in order to get their needs met. Anxiety is kind of the baseline when you've had to do everything yourself for years. Mm. Okay. So lots of us struggle with overthinking. It doesn't mean mm. everyone was, quote unquote, technically neglected, but no perfect parent exists. Nobody ever did all the things you needed in the right amounts, in the right way, right? Because you you overlove or help a child, you ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> you underdo it. You ruin you ruin the kid. Like there's uh, just a caveat. We've all we can all try our best, but we're still going to screw up somehow, right? No, it's like but the great think, it's like the Great British Bake Off. You're gonna your whole thing's gonna you, you got to do it perfect or you're screwed, <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that is really what perfection is. Perfection is about avoiding shame. It's about avoiding rejection or looking bad or not being lovable. So the more perfect we can make something, we're trying to ensure it's like an insurance policy that we'll, we'll be okay. Right. But perfectionism is a very difficult mistress. (laughs) I can never, never lets you reach it. Right. So this idea of the overthinking though, if you think about that, you know, no one can help me or, um, I have to think through every last thing, or I need to control all these different aspects of something. It could be related to I had to do that from a very young age. I had to figure out how to make sure everything was working. And the overthinking pattern is just a response to needing to protect yourself in that way. Yeah. I mean, Scott, you and I, we came from a big family. Yeah, there was did. not enough attention. No offense, everyone, but not enough attention for six of us. No, nope. that's not really possible. No, that's not even zone defense. That's just a, uh, that's over. <laughs> that's yeah, overwhelming that's penalty box all the time. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. It's just like, it, it's hard. And so what everyone you know, we all got good enough, but it doesn't mean there were some things that got, that got missed. Then you have Brian, you, you're one kid. They, mm-hmm. that should have worked fine. Right. Kind of did. <laughs> See, Brian quit talking, but you know what I mean? It can happen any, any direction or too much emphasis on one kid. And you have to yeah. do you, all of our hopes and dreams are on you. So you must do it well or something. So yeah, yeah they, this can go lots of different directions. Um, Okay. So going back to rejection sensitive, sensitive dysphoria. Yeah. Uh, the truth is I had a, an idea to do with this and then you got me sidetracked because it wasn't solid enough. <laughs> so All right. uh, here's what I would like if someone is willing to do this, if you have experienced really high levels of sensitivity to rejection, um, you possibly also have ADHD. 
um, not necessary, but like those two things kind of come together. If you would write us an email about the ways you experience this, um, and maybe it's that someone has complained that you're just too sensitive all the time, or you get really angry in a meeting at work and you're worried you're going to lose your job because you keep having such strong reactions to different things, send us an email and then we'll tackle it using that to guide us. Cause I, I'm easily distracted today, apparently. No, I love <laughs> I, I love that idea. Cause, um, you know, I was trying, when you were talking about it early on and, and, uh, again, now this, this idea of like, what does rejection, what is my reaction with rejection mm-hmm. or what is my action towards not getting rejected? Right. Um, Because that's preemptive. Yeah. Preemptive rejection uh, modification. (laughs) Um, I've been trying to kind of have a little bit of a think about that. And I'm not sure what I do. Is that weird to answer it that way? I don't. I mean, I'm just trying to apply this to myself. We'll we'll figure it out. We want to talk to. We want someone to write us in who feels it kind of more on the extreme. Yeah. And and can't prevent it. Yeah. Um, And then we can sort of dive into. How okay. most of us are doing this all the time, managing um, a fear of rejection. That's one of the greatest human fears, right? Yeah. So we're all handling it somehow. Um, but then there are folks where it's the sensitivity and the dysphoria occurs. So if someone could give us a concrete example of what that's like for them, I think we can kind of explore the spectrum pretty well. Yeah, I agree. Um, to the... Uh to that point, if you guys are out there and you're like, uh, oh, I've got a perfect one, just a simple email will do. You don't, if you don't want to be named, whatever, like we, we make yeah, that we'll a rule here anonymous. anyway. Yeah. It could be totally anonymous, themorningstream at gmail.com. Or if you're over at therealsteps.org site and use their contact form, you can absolutely do it and Wendy can field them or however you want to do it uh, will work great. Uh, so please, yes. please get those to us. Um, I have a feeling that you, Wendy, this week will bump up against some. Uh, some old ideas of independent old people. And I hope that uh-huh. goes well for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're using our car and we both just plan on never seeing it again. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we handle it's it. Written it's preemptive. Yeah. It's you written. wrote it off. Uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, we were like, well, give them the one that's the least expensive. Uh, <laughs> they've lived good lives. It's not the bigger one that'll protect them, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, no. It's going to be fine. They are actually right now at a conservatory. Um, it's this beautiful indoor. It's every Minnesota goes there in the winter because it feels like you're in a tropical place. It's awesome. Oh, anyway, wow. so that's where they are and they're going to eat lunch and hopefully it's fine. Yeah, it's that'll fine. be fine. It's going to be great. Speaking of uh, people are out of breath, uh, I'm almost 100% sure that mom's got like delayed COVID stuff with her breathing. I'm worried about it. Oh, I guarantee it. Oh. Yeah. You she know, just, she refused to ever test herself when she coughed for yeah, six she, weeks straight. She wouldn't do it. And she lost her taste and smell, oh, still wouldn't do it. Oh, she, geez, um, really? Yeah. Like she has that many signs. Yeah. I'm oh, like, yeah. Mom, you freaking got COVID. And she's like, Oh, I don't know. And she still says that, even though now she has like, <laughs> she's super winded all the time. She can walk 10 feet and then she feels like she's run a mile. Like, it's, it's clearly yeah. that. You know, yeah. what else? And you know be? what it was? Didn't want to stick the thing in her nose. Yeah, she didn't want to have thing oh, up her nose. Well, I do hate that part too. By the way, I don't know if you heard the, you, you didn't hear the first part of the show, Wendy, but I currently have COVID. Oh, yeah. When, oh, uh, Brian has COVID. He's yeah. got a low. You brain fog? Because that thing sucks. Brain, what? what is it? Brain, brain fog. Brain fog. Oh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no. At least I don't know if I do. Again, it could be affecting the one part of my brain that would recognize whether or not I have brain fog. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. really possible. It's uh, but, uh, the no, brain fog. Like I've, I've got a very light version of it. I've got oh, COVID good. zero, COVID zero sugar. Yeah, 
Which That's is really awesome. good. They've really formulated the flavor down to the, my, it yeah. tastes my like family regular COVID. That. Yeah, like my it, family had that, and I had COVID new Coke formula. I don't know what I had. It was classic so bad. COVID. Yeah, you had a bunch of you had triple sugar jolt cola is what you had. It was right. so bad. In right. fact, I had it June first, October fifth. Sorry, August fifteenth. I woke up and I went. Oh, I feel normal. It took that long to feel. Wow, that it was wow. That crappy. is a long time. Matt's, yeah, bur- it's not Matt's the birthday. Full, like the full symptomology, but I woke up and went, oh, I feel like myself. Yeah. Where have I been? I don't know what happened all summer. Anyway, well, it was rough. Here's hoping well, I'm Brian's sorry you said Brian. That's garbage. Yeah, yeah it yeah. happens. So is it? So are you? I can't wait to lift later and see how many people I can give it to. <laughs> Just infect all your lift uh, passengers. Four stars gave me COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it no, tasted like real COVID. That was it. Was amazing. <laughs> is your wife avoiding you, or how's that going? Are you guys trying to stay away from each We're, other? Yeah, as much as as much as two people living in a house can do. I mean, we're still sleeping in the same bed. She, we figure, if she would have gotten it, she would have gotten it already from me. Uh, yeah. But she had it in May, and then she got her second booster in July. So so far, she's she's feeling totally fine. Yeah, nice, nice. Well, uh, okay, I hope it's quick recovery. Road, and no lasting damage. A real a real nurturer she is. Yeah. Uh, you're feeling fine. <laughs> Go get it yourself. Is basically what I hear a lot of. Oh, I wonder where you got to get it yourself from. Maybe it's from your wife. Oh, yeah, exactly. no. See, there's where the independence Full comes circle. from. Full circle. Um, all right. Okay, well, so uh, yeah. how about this? Can I just say one last thing yeah, go about ahead, realsteps.org? Yes, Can please. Can we all just sign up? Woo-hoo! Let's yeah, do go it. sign up. Realsteps.org. If you haven't done it before, now's your chance. Get in there. Realsteps.org is an easy place to find on the website, and then get in there and sign up. It's not hard. Yeah, we are. There, there's some. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to be cliche about this but it's october is the month we're doing it so it starts october 3rd yeah midnight october 2nd is your deadline to sign up um i'll send out one more email and bug people but i won't do too many of those uh but we are going to talk about fear a lot i know it's you know october but just how much fear plays a role in our changing and doing different things so yeah yeah. so it's going to be awesome i'm very excited so yeah please head over to realsteps.org read about it yeah. Email me at admin real st- at real steps if you have questions. Yeah. We'd love to have you. Dot uh, real step or wait, admin at realsteps.org, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just make sure it's not there's no dot com in there that I forgot yeah. you had. Uh, org. awesome. Com. It's always orgs. Uh all right, Wendy. This has been great. I do wish you the best this week. It's gonna be fun. Whatever. You get to see mom, it's fine. It's gonna be great. Yeah, that'd be great. And I've learned you just change subjects and rooms and activities quickly and then yeah, the Italian, the ninety-one Italian year old, or the Italian year old, the ninety-one year old Italian guy. It, it's a great way to get him off track. Is to go, he'll go. Can you believe a burp, 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 And you just say, "Oh, the rain, the rain, or whatever," and he'll right. stop. All I have to do is say something nice about my kids, and yeah. he will then r- go off about his grandkids, like yeah. it's his other kids. Perfect. Yeah, and I'm like, say, hey, kids, uh, why don't you play the piano for Grandma and Grandpa John? And so they do, and at the end, (laughs) and he kind of falls asleep, and then at the end, he's just like, have I told you that my grandchildren? Yeah, like, yeah, great. (laughs) Yeah, if I was in New Jersey, your kids have been arrested by now. If it was New Jersey, all right. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I hope it goes well. My best to everybody. For me, okay. All right, yeah, and everyone pray for Wendy. Bye now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it'll be fine. They're just it's kind totally of a they're fine. a little bit of a handful right now. They're they're just yeah. kind of he's a crank and she's you know she's getting old and she doesn't she's kind of at a very I don't care anymore mode of like mm. eh whatever John and he hates that 
Talk about your control freaks, that dude. Really? Oh, oh my geez. gosh, dude. I couldn't live with him for more than five minutes. That is the truth. Anyway, uh, so there's that. Uh, real quick here, we got some uh, upcoming stuff. Yeah. Uh, tonight, uh, core, it's uh, 5, 5 p.m., normal time, uh, uh, cool. mountain time. We got all kinds of new stuff to talk about. The Nintendo Direct this week, the uh, the big Sony oh, State right. of Play, uh, PlayStation VR 2 details were announced, all sorts of stuff. Uh, if you want to catch up on all that, that'll be tonight with me, Bo, and John. Uh, tomorrow, we will be... Ha- oh, uh, d- today, Coverville, uh, 1.30. Coverville, yep, 1, 1 p.m. Why do I say 1.30 every time? Why? I don't know. Should I just change it? Would it be easier for you uh, if I changed it, Scott? Don't, don't do it for me, because it's okay. all right. stupid that I can't remember it. Uh, you'd think it would be easier to remember on the top of the hour. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what's wrong with me. At 1.30, I'll uh, have defeated five people on Marvel <laughs> Snap while playing... Uh, there you go. Cover songs. Yeah. Fiona Apple cover songs. Uh, then uh, tomorrow we got a couch party and uh, Brian and I and you all who want to come that are patrons will be watching Willow together. Willow. The movie yeah. Willow. Uh, for reasons we discussed Mad yesterday. Martigan. That's right. We're going to see how well that holds up and get prepped for the new series and um, see if Scott has been wrong all these years that it's bad. I, I always thought it was bad and we're about to find out. Does the Ron Howard classic Willow hold up? Let's find out tomorrow. Yeah, there was a whole uh, ANTP week uh, where somebody did somebody did a whole episode about Willow, and I can't remember what uh, what the deal was. But I don't remember that either. But it was a uh, you're right. They went all in on Willow. They did, yeah. And I don't even remember what they thought of it. <laughs> and I know there are people who really love Willow. Like, yeah, I am not going after you. I'm just saying my memory is a little salty on it, and I don't know why. So here's our chance to figure it out. We'll watch it together. We'll have some laughs. Uh, sign up for the Patreon even today, and you could get in. Uh, that's over at patreon.com slash TMS. That's right. And then um, we got a film sack this weekend, and we got a skim coming up the, later today. Uh, assassins on film sack. Yeah, 1995's The Assassins with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Antonio Banderas. Right. Fun stuff. Uh, TWBD this weekend as well. So lots of content. None of you will be bored. Check it all out when you can. That'll do it for us. Hey, Brian, we should probably play some music to end our broadcast week. What do you got? Totally fine doing that. Uh, This is a a funny cover to play this week because I am still dreaming about California. uh, Fever dreams. I'm just kidding. Uh, But uh, Mrs. Taffy Guy wrote in and said, I just love this song. Wanted uh, wanted the the whole tadpole to hear it. And I love this song, too, so I'm happy to, to echo her sentiments. This is the song California Dreamin' performed by Sia. Sia gets those lyrics right, by the way. It's, you know, uh, I walked into a church. I passed along the way and I got down on my knees and I pretend to pray. Changes the whole meaning with you say, and I began to pray because he's faking praying so that he can hang out in the church where it's warm because it's freezing where he's at, which is why he's dreaming of California. Interesting. There you go. Okay. So, so get it right. If you're going to cover this song, get it right. It's one word, changes the whole meaning. Uh, here's Sia's version. She released this on the San Andreas soundtrack back in 2015, originally by Barry Maguire, but also covered very famously by the Mamas and the Papas. It's not theirs originally. Uh, California Dreamin' by Sia. Uh, Sia. I always learn these things about who did what and when, and it always yeah. floors me. I don't, I, Barry I know, McGuire. I know so little. All right, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week with more and all that other stuff I mentioned this weekend. We'll see you then.
of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You acting like a real McAsshole. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 